I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Friday, January 19th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, Peak Pals, consider this a reminder to always declare your goods at customs. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator himself, was... And the governor. And the governor, many things, (laughs) was detained at Munich Airport for three hours after failing to properly register a pricey luxury watch he was wearing and now faces a criminal tax evasion probe. That's interesting. I'm not, I thought that was allowed. Now imagine being the agent who has to tell Arnold Schwarzenegger he's being detained. The former U.S. governor might be deep into his 70s, but he still looks like he could throw someone through a plate glass window. He certainly does. Are you concerned for Arnold or the security guard, I guess? I'm not concerned for Arnold, but it is a good reminder that if you have expensive things, it literally says it on the thing, like if you have anything over, what, $10,000 on you? I thought that was, uh, my understanding, I've watched a lot of Border Patrol on TikTok, I'm a huge Love that. fan. Yeah. But my understanding was that you can't have $10,000 or more of cash, but I guess it's cash or cash equivalents. Well, it's also a different country. Like, did he buy the I guess, watch yeah, you're right. in Munich? Like, did he buy it in Germany? Who knows, right? So there's a lot going on here, but it doesn't sound like this story, like, sound like it's not necessarily over. That's a Border Patrol episode I'd love to see. Oh, yeah. The Munich detention of Arnold Schwarzenegger. They take him to the back room and they start asking him a bunch of questions. Start roughing him up. Brett, aside from Arnold Schwarzenegger's border challenges in Munich, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, what's the future of Rexall? For our second story, Vision Pro ushers in a new era for Apple and our big picture. For our first story, need a topic for small talk with your pharmacist when you're refilling your prescription? This story has you covered. Brett, what's the latest in Canadian pharmacies? So if you're in the market for around 400 successful Canadian pharmacies, U.S. drugstore giant McKesson, it's also a big pharma giant, has put up the first sale sign on its pharmacy chain, Rexall, a.k.a. the place you pop into when there isn't a shoppers nearby. (laughs) That's not fair. McKesson is hanging on to its other Canadian pharmacy brands, though, like Guardian, IDA, and Remedy RX, which it franchises to independent pharmacists. This is all happening because McKesson bought Rexall in 2016 from Edmonton's Cates Group for $2.9 billion as it expanded its international footprint. It turns out that was a massive overpay. Not long after closing the deal, various challenges arose for drugstores, including cuts to generic drug prices and pullback on subsidies for pharmacist services. To zoom out, stores have recouped lost drug money by focusing more on products like food and cosmetics. That's easier for chains like Shoppers, owned by a grocer with in-house brands, but it's harder for Rexall, owned by a drug distributor without genuine retail shops. And it matters because drugstore ownership in Canada has become increasingly consolidated. At the start of the 2010s, under 30% of pharmacies were controlled by the Big Five, which are Loblaw, Empire, McKesson, Walmart, and Metro. But by decade's end, that had ballooned to 60%. A 2019 TMU study found this trend has hurt competition in the drugstore space. Depending on Rexall's buyer, this tendency could be clawed back or exacerbated. Now, here's what's next. McKesson looks willing to swallow its pride and sell Rexall at a loss just to get it off the books. While the company won't kiss and tell about potential buyers, rival chains and private equity firms looking for a reclamation project, they are certainly interested. For our second story, looking to revive the buzz of the early iPhone days, Apple's hoping its new 3,499 USD mixed reality headset will do the trick. Yeah, here's what's driving the news. Apple's long-awaited Vision Pro headset is now available for pre-order in the US, marking the tech giant's entry into the first new product category in nearly a decade. Apple's betting that the headset will bring augmented and virtual reality into the mainstream. Many headsets on the market right now are designed mostly for gaming, but the Vision Pro can be used for watching movies, FaceTiming, and even for work. Apple has set its sights on the enterprise space. 
pitching the headset as a portable monitor that companies can use to host virtual meetings and hold trainings. This all matters because while the Vision Pro has largely impressed those who have tested it out, Apple's banking that the headset's bells and whistles will be enough to get consumers to pay a lot for an AR VR experience that so far hasn't generated much widespread interest. Yeah, Meta's Quest headsets have struggled to pick up traction, and one report suggesting that over half of the people who bought one stopped using it after six months. That's a tough stat. Now, the $3,499, they should just make it $3,500, price tag could certainly be a deterrent given that you could buy a MacBook Air, iPhone, AirPods, and Apple Watch all for less than the Vision Pro price tag. Well, if you want to buy that for me, Brad, I'll take them all. The big (laughs) picture is this. Apple's advantage compared to other developers is that a lot of the apps like Apple TV and Apple Music that run on the headset are already hugely popular. If Apple can't figure out how to use the best of the iPhones and iPads features to bring AR and VR into the mainstream, it's hard to imagine another company could. And for our big picture, tax brackets just dropped. The indexation increase for 2024 federal income tax returns is 4.7%. For example, the bracket where income is taxed at a rate of 20.5% is now 55,867 and 111,732. Last year, it was between 53,359 and 106,716. Now, brackets and tax rates are tied to inflation. In 2023, brackets increased by a sizable 6.3%. Nunavut takes control of its land. Nunavut and the federal government signed the largest land transfer deal in Canadian history. The agreement gives Canada's newest territory total responsibility over its land and natural resource management, just like every other province and territory has. And it's a lot of land, Brett. 20% of the country's landmass, to be exact. WTF happened to WFH? That's a question a lot of us, including many of our listeners, I think are asking. Now, the work-from-home revolution has hit a snag. Only 20% of Canadians are mostly working from home, per New Stats Canada data. That number was 30% at the start of 2022, and it could drop even further. A recent survey from Resume Builder of 1,000 companies found 90% want to achieve full return to office by year's end. Get ready, folks. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Have a great weekend, Peak Pals. That includes you, Brett. Thank you. You too, Jay.